the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Nineteen forty-one, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Yep, a day that will live in infamy. But does it really live in infamy today with today's Americans? I didn't see or hear much about it today. And when you think about Pearl Harbor, when you think about World War II and the greatest generation, do you think that we're living up to the world that they left, the world that they sacrificed and gave their lives and died for? Got to be thinking about today. It's actually interesting to me that December 7th fell on the day after the disastrous debacle that took place in Georgia last night. Which could have been prevented. Absolutely. And that's what we've got to talk about tonight. There's all kinds of people today coming out and saying the Republicans Republicans have to stop the infighting. I say the fighting has not even yet begun. And if you care about the future of this country, you've got to be looking at, at, at Georgia and what happened there and be saying, where is the fight, Republican Party? Where is the fight for this country? And those of us within the Republican Party better be prepared to fight within the party to take our country back, take our party back and then take the country back or then figure out another way out. Because what's happening right now is the Republican Party has aided and abetted the Marxist and the Democrats. Tom DeBacaro, former California chairman of the Republican Party, is going to be going to be here to weigh in on that topic and more tonight. Uh, hour two, we've also got some economic news we've got to get into. While we are recognizing Pearl Harbor today as a day of infamy, when we look back at a time in which this nation was under attack and the United States of America joined forces and saved the world with our Western allies, we've got an st- economic story for you guys tonight about the United States of America, the U.S. government handing money over to our greatest enemy tonight. So we're going to bring that story to you later on. And, of course, we've got to look at the enemies within the U.S. government. Our military, they get sworn in to fight all enemies, foreign and domestic. And you've got to look at the domestic enemies we have in big tech and within the deep state. And that includes the media, social media, as well as the legacy media. We've got updated breaking news for you guys on Twitter. And we want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. I had the honor, before I bring in this, well, let me go ahead and bring in my partner because you already heard his voice. My partner in crime every night of the week. It's the one and only DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, you know, I, I watched the Herschel Walker. Unfortunately, we don't have sound on that, Andrea. Concession speed last night what a class act and republicans could really take a 
big lesson and a big know-how from that man right there who, by all rights, should have won the race for Senate. We are in some deep, dark times. Absolutely, we are. And let me tell you, one of the things I'm sick of hearing about today is that he wasn't a good candidate. I he don't was wanna, a great candidate. He, yeah, we played the clip last night. We don't need to replay for you. If you didn't hear the clip last night, you can always hear any of our past shows uh, uh, at our podcast, either here on the station or wherever you download your podcast, download the Andrea K Show. And you can hear the clip we played last night. There was, in fact, one of the reasons why we played it was because the left in unison had characterized this man as a brain dead dolt as though he was the fetterman right in 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 u.s and we played a clip of him boom 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 all over every issue and he was right on the issues and we don't want to and, and if we're going to do an autopsy and try to figure out what we're going to do and go forward what happened first of all we've got to identify who the corpse is the corpse is not herschel walker Right. He's not the one that killed that race. Far from it. He did everything that he could and he had absolutely no support from the party. Right. He actually outdid himself in November. Yeah, he did. One of the things we've got to talk about today. Well, before we get into the truth, we've got we've got to play how the left is characterizing what happened and the narrative they're putting out today with little pushback at all. Speaking of the Republican Party, who's quite happy with the result. Here is what how uh, Schumer and the left Part of the way they've characterized what happened in Georgia. Clip one. But on a larger level, overall, the American people rejected so many of this of this MAGA uh, extremism, both in knocking down and not voting for some of these extreme MAGA candidates. But as I said, many of the voters in the middle came over to us because they were worried what the Republican Party under MAGA control would do for democracy. Walker's the extremist. MAGA's extremist. MAGA is the, you know, uh, Joe Biden in front of a satanic backdrop calling MAGA domestic terrorists and white supremacists. Where has been the Republican Party in refuting any of that? And even obviously the Republican Party wants to get rid of 75 million MAGA voters and they wanted Herschel Walker to go down when the reality is who are the extremists? Is Herschel Walker an extremist? Absolutely not. Patriotic American. He's a patriotic American. and There's absolutely nothing extremist about MAGA, right? And, 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 and it's interesting that somebody pointed out today, I don't remember who, who pointed out that the Republican Party joined in and were able to successfully characterize Stacey Abrams as the extreme in the Georgia governor race. And the Republican Governors Association jumped in and helped run ads and helped craft that narrative. And of course, Kemp was an incumbent, but still they went hard against Stacey Abrams and characterizing her as the extremist and did nothing for Walker. Same way with Carrie Lake in Arizona. She successfully turned the narrative back around. One of the, we're going to talk to Tom DeBacar about all the mistakes the Republican Party has made, but we are not the extremist. They're trying to characterize MAGA as extreme when the reality is we're not. Pro-life is not extreme. You know what extreme is? Extreme is thinking it's okay to kill a human being in the birth canal. A fully formed human being in the birth canal. That's extreme. You know what MAGA is, Andrea? It's the common sense party. Absolutely. They want to, MAGA is the pro-America party, and anybody trying to characterize that extreme hates America. And you know what? And wants to transform America away from how it was founded, and that includes far too many Republicans. And I'm really angry tonight. I'm going to play this clip. I rarely do. Y'all know I'm not a fan of Fox News, but I do think Laura Ingram knocked it out of the park 
when she talked about the GOP's role. And then we're going to shift gears and talk about how uh, what some another aspect of what happened in Georgia that very few people are talking about today. And it is a revolt within voters in Georgia. But first, I want to hear want you to hear what Laura Ingram had to say about the Senate GOP. We felt this coming to me. It never felt like the Senate Republicans wanted this guy in office. He was a Trump pick. They didn't like that. They probably like him as a person, Herschel as a person. But there wasn't the intensity on the part of the Republicans as there was on the part of the Democrats. I felt it. You felt it. But we don't change anything. We have the same people in place in leadership, same people in place, apparently at the RNC. That's not perhaps that's not changing. We just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I'm pissed tonight, frankly. Yeah, and we were last night. And one of the things that I am pissed about is the leadership. Lee Zeldin has said, we're going to talk more with Tom DeBacaro about that. Because Congressman Biggs is, it came out and said, I'm running for, I'm running for speaker. We got to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. And if you are happy with losing and not just losing Senate races, but losing congressional races and basically losing the entire country to, to the genital mutilation of children, to having Christians being persecuted, to having us being economically destroyed, to having us being ushered in under Klaus Schwab's Great Reset, if you're happy with that, then continue with Ronna McDaniel as the GOP leader, continue with McConnell at the head of the Senate for the Republicans, and continue with Kevin McCarthy at the head of the GOP. I'm not going to stand it anymore, but let me tell you another aspect that happened here that was disturbing for me, and we got to talk some straight truth to the Republican voters. I share your anger. Nobody knows better than my man who hears me yell every night of the week, my man skins. But an aspect that was revealed today by Charlie Kirk was the almost initially his reports were 250,000 and it grew to him, him understanding that almost 750,000 Trump voters stayed home and didn't vote. And when he started reading emails, they were saying they were proud to tell other people not to vote, that this was their way to revolt against the system. And and I think and what they were saying on mass to Charlie Kirk was that voting for Walker was not going to change anything. And why? Because we haven't cut off the heads of the snake. And that's Kevin McCarthy. That's Mitch McConnell. That's Ronna McDaniel. This is not a repudiation of MAGA. It's a repudiation of the establishment. And I want to play that clip. Because Charlie Kirk said he was aghast by how many people were emailing him today, proudly declaring that they didn't vote because they think they're punishing the GOP. And he says it's MAGA committing suicide. Clip six. Someone says, Charlie, I thought I thought you were kidding when you said people weren't voting until you read these emails. No, you should see. I'm reading them on air. And by the way, I'm tweeting out some of these emails so you could see them yourselves. The MAGA movement is committing suicide in front of our very eyes because... Of, and if you extrapolate that, that means there, and we see it in the numbers, we see it in the data, millions of people that have said we are no longer going to vote because of cynicism. And if you, if you look at the sentiment, I share the sentiment, by the way. When I went and voted in Arizona, I even said, boy, I hope this counts. Yeah, you can be cynical. But with one, I'm so glad that he went there today because there's no excuse. There's no excuse. 
Do we have a problem in the Republican Party? Yeah, but how do you think you're going to take it back? This is this is conservative sitting back and doing nothing. And the only idea that they have of active activism is going to vote. And then when it's tough and it's time for us to try to actually get active and take our party back and take our country back, they want to sit at home. Oh, I'll vote when they fix it. I'll vote when they fix it. And I said this to family of mine that I have in Georgia that I'm hearing from that was relaying to me Christians on the ground in Georgia that were acting that they were too pure to vote for, for Walker. That's another problem that we've got, because let me tell you, Walker wasn't the problem here. And neither was Trump. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Tom DeBocaro about the state of the Republican Party, what this Georgia Senate runoff situation meant and what we do going forward. And let me tell you guys, staying home and not voting isn't the solution and neither is only voting as your level of activity a solution. It is time for you to get off your high knees, stop sitting in front of the TV and actually get active. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm hearing like something weird feedback in my ears, by the way. So it must be on my end, my man, uh, not on your end. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Had to like take a take a few deep breaths uh, during the break. Uh, one of the things I said at the open of the show. It's kind of interesting that uh, this Georgia debacle would take place the um, the night before. Uh, December 7, Pearl Harbor, because it's, it's, Pearl Harbor is always a, a day of reflection for, uh, a, the greatest attack on American soil before 9-11 and the greatest generation and how the, the United States of America went on to help defeat, uh, Nazism, uh, and, and remove it from the world and how far we've fallen at that point. And let me tell you, this country right now and the way America stands, it doesn't look like what, uh, the greatest generation fought for. And the freedoms that we fought for and here to join me about a pathway going forward here, because I also talked about in the open of the show about the Republican Party and their complete failures, if and not just failures, but intentional uh, destruction of some of these midterm elections, their role in this and how we go forward. So we reached out today to bring on Tom DeBocaro. Y'all know him well. He's just such a, a good friend and a patriot author. But he's also a former chairman of the Republican Party here in California. So who better to come to him and say, Tom DeBocaro, let's talk, man, about how we go forward with the Republican Party. Welcome back, my dear. Hi. Great to be on. Merry Christmas to everyone. You know, uh, I don't know if I said it on your show, but I know I did say it on some shows that the Republican establishment, (coughs) most most clearly the head of the Senate, was more interested in stopping Trump from running than Blake Masters and Herschel Walker and Oz winning their Senate races. All of those were within reach, but the greater goal for that group of people was stopping Trump from winning. Now, look, I don't care if you're a Trump fan or not. There's no no excuse at this moment in time for not trying to seize the Senate uh, at these critical junctures. And I said months ago that they would not help those candidates. They would watch them lose, and then they would blame Trump because Trump 
supported Masters, Oz, and and Herschel Walker. And sure enough, this morning, there were across the spectrum of reporting targeting Trump for these losses, even though they failed to show up and support the Republican candidate. Now, raise your hand if you're listening where you thought that Herschel Walker or who was of these three was the weakest of candidates, but Blake Masters or Oz were worse than Fetterman. Not even close, all three of them, not even nearly as bad. We are now a minority in the Senate because they would rather stop Trump control the Senate. And I want to interject there. I want to interject there because ultimately it's not even really about stopping Trump. It's about stopping the movement of MAGA. This is ultimately about policy. And ultimately, what we need to understand here, Tom DeBocaro, is that the Republican Party doesn't have a problem with the left policies. That includes the gross spending. That includes these shot mandates and all the communistic controls over our lives that are in play and ushering us into the Great Reset. That includes all the pop culture of the cultural Marxist crap that's on on display. How do we know that the Republican Party is okay with five-year-olds being given puberty blockers? and being genitally mutilated because they haven't said a word about it or done anything to stop it, right? So they're perfect. Well, I I think they're, I'll take a slightly different take. I think they are, consider themselves elite. They're in the business of politics, not the business of freedom. And and that is the fulcrum of of the American civilization, There was a time where a president was offshore from Europe broadcasting into Hungary to resist. There was a time where the pursuit of freedom was the goal. We are no longer there. And, you know, this is what I'm writing about in in my next book. uh, It's about power. Right. I mean, I I feel they, they are now they are now in the business of politics which was not what George Washington was into, which was not the goal of this country, but Mm -hmm. it has become the business. Calvin Coolidge, our last libertarian president, said the business of America is business. Government is now 44% of the U.S. economy. The business of America is now government, and, and that means that we correspondingly are on the defense. Right. And we're talking to Tom DeBacaro, author of things like The Divided Air, and you can read his stuff at Political Vanguard and everywhere and see him all over every, every place. Um, uh, and because the business for them is about power, that's why the Republicans don't care about how um, and that's why they've done nothing to stop the cultural Marxist movement, which has basically destroyed the Judeo-Christian principles and values of our nation. One of the reasons why we lost in the midterms is because the expectation was that the economy would be so bad that people would automatically vote for 
uh, for the Republicans. But the right. problem with that is that it completely ignores the reality of the mindset and the culture of yeah. America today, which doesn't care that there's $6 a gallon of gas if they're on the dole from the government who's telling them that they're going to get their student loan paid off, right? Or these are people that have been, get, had more money in their pockets to not work during COVID. I talked to a restaurant owner yesterday who said that uh, she they were given PPP money to go and hire employees that we're getting paid more to stay at home, right? We have part of the problem that we've got is that we've got uh, the, the the Republican Party has ignored for decades now, Tom DeBacaro, the cultural assault on this country who doesn't give a, doesn't understand or care about the concepts of freedom, about individual liberty, about individual freedom, individual responsibility. And we now have a majority of a country, particularly Gen Z, and a, which is probably one of the most influential voting blocks that that are, are gone and how do we how do we get them back because you know if you look at, at, at the message the Republican Party it wasn't trying to message to the culture they weren't addressing the platitudes of the left while the country was being turned into an entitlement mindset society how do we how do we turn that around okay so um, I don't entirely disagree with you I, I I don't know if you remember, my father uh, helped start the Conservative Party of New York, which was, mm-hmm. by definition, a protest of Republicans. And one of the first lessons he taught me way back in the 60s, long before you were born, was that the Democrats think they have it made because they can, they're convincing people they can vote themselves rich, which, of course, is the run-up to socialism. That's, that's what it's about. If I had to bet right now, I would bet, and I've been saying this on air, that Republicans will get swept two years from now. They'll lose the White House, they'll lose the Senate, they'll lose the House. The only way to stop that dynamic is for the Republicans in the House to set up through passing bills, the Democrats, to look extreme. And the way you do this is you you take the example of what Republicans did in uh, 2000 in the Bush v. Gore race. Six months before that, the Republicans passed a tax cut bill. Al Gore was against it. The Republicans for it. And that helped define, control the narrative. One of the major reasons Republicans lost this year is because they did not control the narrative. They said nothing, and the Democrats defined them as threats of democracy and whatever. They didn't say what they would do. They didn't demonstrate leadership. So independents and moderate Republicans said, well, all you are is negative. Mitch Mitch McConnell admitted that. So what they... Kevin McCarthy needs to do is constantly send bills to the Senate and hopefully Biden that say, here's a problem. We want to fix it. Don't send mega bills, send discrete defined bills that say, we have a problem at the border. Here's our bill to fix it. We have a problem with X. Here's our bill to fix it. If they define the problem and a discrete bill, they can say to the American people, 
We're trying to fix things. They don't want to fix it. That is the next two years. Well, that's one thing that we've got to do. Can you hold over for another second or do I need to let you skedaddle? All right. You stick around because we've got to talk about some other things that have to happen in terms of messaging. Um, and it, and it's time to get serious about getting rid of certain key leaders in the Republican Party. Stay tuned. This is the Andrew K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense. But always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. Isn't that interesting? I think we need to be remi- I think we need to be thinking about the character of the onslaught against the United States of America, but from within. Glad to have you guys here with me on tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am streaming live right now on Facebook. And I want to give a shout out to some of our, our good friends, our family there out on Facebook, Yasmin and Elaine and uh, Frankie, who says, all the more reason to get out there and fight back and keep flooding the voting centers. I went two years ago right after I'd had surgery, ID in hand. He's in Louisiana. We need proper ballots, same day election results. Uh, hey, Jimmy, love you guys out there. Uh, let us know your thoughts on solutions going forward. We've got Tom DeBaccaro, who um, is, is stayed with us over the break to talk about real things that we've got to do. Um, so, Tom, picking up from here, okay, I like your idea that instead of this, these 3,000 pages of crap nobody reads, and, it, to, that, um, and then the left continuing to uh, control the narrative, we can take the narrative back, in a sense, by sending these trimmed down little you know, one issue at a time bills, that's, that's great. But um, we, in terms of messaging, we've got to, to have a Republican Party that um, is doing like the left, and it's the, those elected in, in elected office, those in media, those um, a, a American citizens, MAGA voters, all pushing back hard 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, like the left, in terms of culture, right? Where was the Republican Party in terms of one of the reasons why uh, we lost in the midterms is because the Republican Party didn't say anything about the overturning of Roe v. Wade and just ignored the abortion issue. And the reality is that was much to our detriment. We are not the ones with the extremist position. It's those that think it's okay to kill a baby and you know in the birth canal they're the extremists we've got to stop running away from that and we've got to figure out really dang quickly if it's not already too late had a message on the fact that the free market economy that the united states of america was founded on is the greatest system in the history of the world and we've got to and we've got to communicate that in some way when we've already now got most of America with an entitlement mindset, and we've also got, I need you to explain how we can do better on messaging uh, around the deep state and getting, I know you don't like that terminology, but it's the one that most people use in terms of the fact that we've got an FBI and a DOJ at all levels, and it's not just a few at the top that are really in control of our elections, really in control of the outcome of this country, because they've got law enforcement and they've got the Department of Justice that they can use as a weapon. And it's the Republican Party is not going to deal with the deep state issue, the weaponized U.S. government, and the cultural issues. There's no taking this country back. Your thoughts? Yeah. So first, as to why I don't like 
that terminology is because I don't think it's deep. <laughs> it's it's there in front of us. It's normal okay. bureaucracy. But let's advance it, it though to the to worse. the issue. It, take terminology out of it. How the well, when said, we have said, I, go ahead, uh, Andrea. Twenty years ago, I told people that if Republicans would just tell people what their government is really doing, they would they would be up in arms. And Republicans don't do that. And and part of the reason for that is uh, a massive failure of, look, Reagan said, you know, government's not the solution, it's the problem. He was willing to do this sort of thing. And we had the uh, contract with America. Republicans did that thing. The rest of Republicans now ever since have been afraid to actually say to people, here's what's really going on. If people knew what was really going on, we would make progress. It's easier to be elected than be a leader. It's easier to, to go along than it is to stand in the way. And so we need people who can stand in the way and build coalitions. So you need to be as... In politics, you need to be practical in the sense that you tell people it's 2024. Here are the problems. Here's our solutions. But you also need to stand. You need to stand tall enough like a DeSantis and say wokeness is not solving problems. COVID is not solving problems. You need a Trump to say things, things like. You can't that America is being weakened by this culture and we need to stand above it, which personally, I think is is the the most important thing he did, which is to say that your whole notion of where America is going is wrong. We shouldn't do that. That was important. It was simple. Make America great again was a simple notion that. Where you're driving the bus is wrong, and people could accept that. But the problem, let me interject here, But the and when the left began to characterize that as racist, the Republican Party did what? Nothing. But, okay, I I agree with you. Look, in the second half of the civilization, I've said this before on your show, at the beginning of the civilization, people do anything to survive. At the end, they will apologize for doing it. You, You need leaders that will say that what that will fight against that. I completely agree. But you also need people who will say to independents, here's the problem we need to solve today. Mitch McConnell said out loud that about two weeks ago that, and uh, that we were perceived as too negative among independents and moderate Republicans. In September, I wrote an article saying, dear Mitch McConnell, here's where you have to give people a roadmap of how you're going to fix things. You have to do both. You have to demonstrate clarity and principle. Right. But you, you have to solve problems. Right. And, and, I'm, not, and I, you're, I, I'm not saying not. What I'm saying is, as the, as the, when we're talking about ultimately, the left has won. And this country is gone and needs to be be rehabilitated. And it has to be done in a way that, of course, mentions solving problems, but accurately identifying what they are. And um, and um, and that includes being honest about um, 
it, it can't be just about taxation and regulation, right? I, I can't no, take no. any more. Andrea, I, I, Andrea, this was the easiest, should have been the easiest election since Reagan. And why wasn't it? And, and, said an open border is a failed policy. But see, my point is, my point is, let me, because I've got a couple minutes left. My point is, that doesn't work anymore, Tom. It's not enough. Everybody knows we have a 24-hour-a-day news cycle. No, we don't. don't. Everybody, everybody, cannot everybody see, let me, let me finish. Cannot everybody, did not everybody know that we had an open border and and, and people flooding across and 5 million people? No. Well, then why didn't the Republican Party educate people about it? They didn't. Because they're in the business and the politics. Right. People are, half this country watches CNN and MSNBC. They know nothing about the, why Twitter is changing or, or an open right. border or But anything. also, another reason why it's not even just about the border. We've got to get in deep into the cultural issues in this country where we have allowed the left to say that there's no such thing as a man or a woman. We have no Republicans standing up against that. That's how you destroy a nation. Well, you, you have some, but not nearly enough. But, but one of the, I wrote a book. That's, why the, that's why the economic story didn't matter, because half the country cares more about trans rights than they care about the fact we're going off the economic cliff because the minds of Americans have been completely corrupted and they're gone. That's no, the old- no. Historically, that moment occurs when you reach a sufficient level of the economic security that social justice becomes more important than the di- dinner table that happened in Rome and happened in Greece. Right. And people but, have a false security we, of our economic, uh, have a false sense of economic security right now. But my point was, yes, we live in such a divided era that the media is so divided that there are many Americans who do not know these things. The American media on the left is the most powerful device. If you remember when uh, Clinton's pollster, Patrick, I'm not going to remember his last name, talked about the fact that media was the most dangerous element in America today. And that is true. And why post it on Facebook that it is not the job to wait for media to instruct people about the dangers in America today. It is your job. You must go to your reasonable friends and tell them what really happened in Twitter, what's really happening in the border. This notion that we can, as Republicans, think we can just, oh, not talk to the other side or, oh, not really tell people, other citizens, what's going on. That's false. The American Revolution occurred because James Otis and Samuel Adams convinced people that it was important to talk to their neighbors, not because they expected the media to help them. And we, this revolution that needs to occur today in thought is that we must, as individuals, go to our neighbors and stop expecting the media to inform people. And until we learn that lesson, we're going to lose all of these issues you described. Well, I think that we, um, we need, um, when Ron Nearing came on my show in 2012 and said we didn't have a problem with the media, um, hello, uh, this, is, this is why we've That's got a, a long memory of. What's That's that? a long memory. That's a long memory. When, when the revolution started, James Otis and Samuel Adams said that not two in 100 Americans would agree with them. But at the end, they did it. But they didn't do it. 
expecting the media to come with them. Right. But but we're but 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 the fact is is that we've got a social media that 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 the left is using to kick our teeth in, and we're not engaged in it. Did we have a caller who does he have a question or comment? He actually had a comment for both you and Tom. Oh gosh. Well, okay, Tom. Let let's hear what the caller has to say. Hello, caller. Welcome, Walter. You're on. You're both missing it. The Republican Party and the Democratic Party are one. We are are fighting for our lives against one party, and we have to destroy them both and start again. We need to leave it. I left for a long time. My sister in Virginia don't hear anything about COVID deaths. I'm talking to my sister yesterday. She didn't know anything about adult death syndrome. Yeah, okay, that's why do these, sir, why do these sir, people sit there and let the governors pass these laws that are unconstitutional? Why do they do it and, not, and then not get on TV and say, why are you passing laws that you know are unconstitutional? Okay. Cats, why are they doing this? All right, hang on, Walter. We're going to let Tom Dell, uh, we're gonna let Tom Dell respond. They're not one, but they're both part of this. They become... They they become in the business of government. It's not it's not realistic to say the Democrats and Republicans are exactly the same. They're not. But nevertheless, the truth remains that the future of America lies not in the Republican establishment, but in the individuals who stand up to it and say we want a different course. The right. reason why we elect governors to run the, the Washington instead of senators is because senators become part of the business of politics, which is slightly right. what... Well, here's... Let me interject line. here. Let me interject here. I'm on Walter's side because when... But, but here's where you might have missed where I'm at, Walter, is when I talk about what the Republican Party needs to do, I mean getting rid of... I mean this is after we get rid of the uniparty weasels that are a part of it, which is the majority of the Republican absolutely. Party. That's getting rid of McConnell, getting rid of McCarthy. Um, we've got about a minute left. I'm absolutely in support of Congress Biggs getting uh, going and, and somebody. I would rather have a toothless coon hound called Speaker of the House than Kevin McCarthy. Okay, and I'm angry at Mark Levin for going off on 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 Andy Biggs and saying what has Andy Biggs ever done? Answer me this question: What has Kevin McCarthy done to save this country? He's the one that's the problem. Him and Mitch McConnell and the rest of them. So I'm in line with with Walter in the fact that you're. I follow the George W. Bush uh, foreign policy, which is you're either for me or you're against me. And and right now, the Republican Party is against me. But, Walter, they set it up to where we really don't have much of an opportunity because the, the both parties together made it almost impossible for a true third party. So what we've got to do is either yeah, figure out, are we going to go third party? I'll let you respond. Either we're going to do third party or we're going to or we're going to try to reinvigorate the GOP. And that means that all of us, Walter, got to get together and we got to push out every one of them, but about four or five, quite frankly, at this point. And that's at all levels. And that means... Getting rid of Ronna McDaniel at the RNC, and go. all right, we we, we got to take a break. We got to take a break. Um, Walter, if you want to hang over, go ahead. Tom, it's up to you. If you want to hang over, if you've got if you've got to go, um, you, you want to stick around or you got to skedaddle. Thank you very much, Andrea. Thank you, Walter. What's what, Tom? Well, I'm happy to sit around, but I have a 
I'm not, go ahead. All take right. A break. I'll we'll take there. a break. And then we're only going to have a couple minutes. So stick around because I want to wrap this up and see if we can reach some consensus here on a go forward with the Republican Party. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Only have a few minutes left. We're going to quickly take a call. Caller, you've got 30 seconds, Jack, and then we're going to let Tom DeBacaro wrap up the hour for us. Jack, go. So when you're talking about the Republicans and the Democrats, two political parties, that the Constitution doesn't sanction, the Constitution doesn't even talk about political parties, they operate like private clubs. They have managed to gain political control of the United States, and the answer is a viable third party. For example, Donald Trump is not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. The only reason why he saddled up to the Republican Party because he knew that was the only venue he'd be able to run as president. The United States does not have a viable third party, and that's Jack. what it needs. Right. Thank maybe you. more parties. Thank you, Jack, for calling in. Viable third party. All right, Tom DeBacaro, wrap us up. Uh, two and a half minutes. We are going to spend $24 billion in the next two years on, uh, on an election. There's zero chance a third party is going to be able to fund $10 billion to compete. We are associative beings going back since the beginning of time. During Florence, there was a, a black Gelf and the white Gelf. There were Ghibellines versus Gelf. So we need to stop that. At the end of the day, half of the U.S. economy is built on government spending, regulations, and the private sector. You have to have someone who stands up and who can say this is, this is hurting people's lives and here is my solution. The Republicans aren't doing that and haven't done it. And, and by the way, throughout all of history, that has been a failure. You need greater leaders, but you're not going to find them in the Senate. and You're not going to find them in the House. You need to find them outside of Washington. Mm-hmm. And that's what Republicans have done. They, yes, they do need to stand up, but... You cannot run just on thoughts. You do have to provide solutions, Andrea. We're we're not disagreeing. There's no debate there. There's no debate there. My problem is... James Madison failed as a president because... He came with within, and he had that mentality. I've never said you're, I, I've never said I'm not looking for solutions. What I'm saying is the Republican Party. The only solutions I, they email me all day, every morning with with topic ideas, and it's only taxation and regulation, ignoring. That we've well, lost yeah. this country. We've lost it. We, we've lost this country over the culture. And talking about low taxation ain't going to get it back and win elections alone. But they, they, Tom, they we're out of time. We're out of time. Love you. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate you guys. Hour two on its way. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.